I literally feel like I'm gonna go into like diabetic shock and I'm not even a diabetic. I haven't had that much sugar in a very yeah. long time. My body is not used to it. Yeah. I. What can we do for you? Do you need a carrot? Do you need a stalk a of celery? Carrot? <laughs> like we have like actual carrots, not baby carrots. I feel like to offset that icy, I need like salt, like a chicken breast. Well, we are fresh out of those. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. I am currently in a sugar crash because I <laughs> went out on a limb and got an icy tonight, which I usually order a bottle of water <laughs> at the movies. So um, if I, you know, collapse throughout this process, yeah. I'll just let Caitlin take over. And Guys, I'm like scared. <laughs> like I'm fearing everything in my life right now. I'm yeah. scared. I'm really I, scared. I, I feel a little odd, but it's okay. We're going to power through. Okay. We're going to power through. We're going to power through. And we are going to talk about the movie that we just saw, which I think we are both very excited to mm -hmm. talk about. And that is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I am also just like happy that we're doing a Marvel movie. Like yeah, I feel like it's been a minute. I don't even remember the last Marvel movie we reviewed, to be honest with you. Mm, was it Doctor Strange? Have we only done one? I feel I'm uh, not me going to our own podcast to see what we've done previous. Oh, Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, uh, okay. That was the last one. And that was on July 8th. So we've only done two Marvel movies and our last one was quite some time ago. What well, is quite some time ago. So if you are new to the podcast and you don't know our Marvel level of mm -hmm. communication, we <laughs> <laughs> I have seen all of the Marvel content. I right. am a fan of the movies, mm -hmm. but I don't know that much about the comics. Sure. Caitlin has seen most a decent amount. Yeah. Probably 75%. If you're looking for like a deep dive of lore and comparing the comics to the movie, th th this isn't no, the conversation. No, it won't be us. So we're going to look at this from a pure perspective of just like the, the movie. movie. Right. So whether or not we liked it as a movie, as a story, these characters, how they are. Sure. So just wanted to like precurse that yeah. before we get into it. I will again remind you guys that it will be spoiler free up until the point that we play our little elevator music and we will let you know when we shift into the spoiler section. So to get into the spoiler-free initial review, mm -hmm. Caitlin, what are your thoughts and feelings coming out of the theater? I have too many thoughts and feelings to even know where to begin. You can't even like like wrap it it's up. Really, it is really hard to wrap up my thoughts and feelings about this one, but I will say that I loved it. Could you do like three words? Um, I'll do you one better. Okay. I'll do four words. All right. And it's a complete sentence, kind of, more <laughs> okay. of a fragment, I guess. Yeah. Better than the first one. Wow. That's yeah. a big statement. And I can say that confidently because we just watched the first one last, last night. Last night. Because yeah. I have only seen the first one one time. Mm -hmm. Did we see it in theaters? We may have seen it in theaters or it was shortly or after. You, yeah, you just showed it to me. So I've only seen it once. Yeah. And when we were going to see this, 
I was like, hey, can we watch the first one again? Just so I could like Do get like a, a little recap. refresh. Yeah. Um, which I was really glad that I did. That was very helpful for me. A person who's not as familiar with the Marvel. I think it would have been hard for you to like jump back in. And I don't think I would have felt as strongly as I do had we not watched the first one. So I can confidently say that this was a better movie than the first one. I enjoyed it significantly more than the first one. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just bill Marvel for my therapy bill. (laughs) Um, Marvel will be paying my next therapy session. There was not a dry eye in that room. Holy hell. I'm also really glad that we watched the first one last night because I wanted to kind of revisit whether or not it was as good of a movie as I remembered it and how Mm -hmm. like the film world and society kind of like put it on this really huge pedestal Pedestal. at the time. I mean, it's the only Marvel movie to be nominated for best picture. Yeah. And I think one of the weirdest things about last night was that even though I enjoyed it, I was like, there are some like flaws to this movie. And I also thought that um, performances that I really liked the first time around, I didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. love. Like I loved Killmonger the first time I saw it. And then Uh this watch through, I was like... I'm like not really buying it. Yeah. And um, T'Challa's best friend, who's um, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Like, yeah. His character switching sides was very sudden. Yeah. And there was just a lot of small issues that overall, yes, of course, it was like this very overwhelmingly beautiful movie. And yeah. also Chadwick Boseman played such a good and true mm. hero like Incre- he incredible yeah but at the end of the day coming out of this movie I felt so many more things yeah than like even I thought like re-watching the original after his death would like hit me more uh-huh I was moved significantly more and from like this movie right off the rip Without giving any spoilers to even, I mean, Marvel purists, it's like you can't even like touch anything. No, don't say a word. Um, The first quarter of the movie really did spend a lot of time on the loss of T'Challa, which the way that they handled his death in Uh this was very beautiful, I thought, Mm -hmm. and very respectful and you know, the first quarter of the movie is really everybody in his life kind of handling mm-hmm. the loss. And there were some really heavy moments that mm. as an audience, you're like mourning the character and the actor at the same yes. time. And it was like not a dry eye in the room. Not like at it all. was very powerful. The feelings and the impact that those moments I think had on us as an audience. We were talking about it like when we left the movie, like our friend Kevin went with us tonight and like we all agreed like it felt like we were at a funeral Mm -hmm. like we literally physically were at a funeral grieving with the characters Characters. and the actors because you think about the core cast from the original movie had to shoot this without him Mm -hmm. and I can only imagine the weight like going Mm -hmm. into this movie but potentially like the levity that they came out of this movie with yeah and I think too they 
had the opportunity to make a almost morose movie. Sure. You know, like it was, you're treading such a fine line of whether or not you make basically the entire thing just a giant eulogy almost. And I thought that they found the perfect balance of emphasizing that, but also having a really great action adventure superhero marvel Mm -hmm. fantasy movie yeah and so being able to find that balance i have to just like get like hats off to you know ryan coogler and everybody involved because like it was i honestly think that it was done perfectly Mm -hmm. in terms of that balance just the tact and the fitness that that took to Mm -hmm. pull something like that off and it had to be ryan coogler because he saw it through the first time and i think honestly like black panther walked so that wakanda forever could run yeah no for real like truly yeah like this movie i'm just gonna say i think it's my second favorite marvel movie like it's up there for me shang chi is still my favorite yeah but this is gonna probably be number two just because of like how much depth and emotion and like you said really great action Mm -hmm. like beautiful action and battles and combat and like you also said the fantasy piece too Mm -hmm. like just incredible and again going back to you know the balance is that I was a little bit worried that we were going to have basically like a T'Challa sized hole throughout Mm -hmm. the movie and I Mm -hmm. thought that the entire time like I was going to miss him mm-hmm. and it was weird because it was almost like how grief plays out in real life that mm-hmm. like you do miss that person but also like reality is that they're not there mm-hmm. and you like learn to accept it and mm-hmm. I feel like at the beginning of the movie again we were like almost grieving him at his sure. funeral and then as the movie goes on it's like he's there and he's like a part of the conversation and mm-hmm. he's in your the back of your mind but Mm -hmm. also like you're not like sitting there thinking well this movie sucks without him right like where's t'challa right i thought it was a very natural movement out of like his era Mm -hmm. and into what we got with this movie i agree and i think really the only way that they were able to pull that off is with the Mm storyline of namor and that whole world Mm -hmm. because what a fucking treat that was so before we get into namor sure i'm just going to give yeah we're getting carried away yeah (laughs) the heart of this movie is just wooed us yeah so the the google synopsis so there are no spoilers here yes Read word for word is Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mbaku, and Okoye fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. All of the old cast besides Daniel Kaluuya is mm-hmm. back. And obviously, you know, Chadwick Boseman lost his life to cancer. Mm-hmm. And so we have still this like electrifying cast that Mm. is just like incredible across the board. Yes. And by saying this, I I mean nothing against the rest of the cast, but Namor showed 
up. Mm-hmm. Namor stole every scene that he was in. Yeah. And this is not a spoiler because he is throughout the trailers sure. and he is, you know, known. He is a mutant undersea god, uh-huh. basically. Yep. And we get his whole backstory and we know how he got his powers and all of that. So sure. everything about his character character design the place where he's from which is called i might butcher the name but talukan Mm -hmm. which is basically atlantis almost but like cooler yeah (laughs) um like the mexican version of atlantis (laughs) every single thing about his character was incredible and honestly i'm just gonna say it right now my favorite marvel villain period oh for sure he was down. yeah he was complex he was attractive like yeah very like everything that come came out of his mouth was like sexy even yeah. if he was just saying like welcome to my kingdom it was hot <laughs> like yeah his costume yeah. was just gorgeous beautiful and everything about the world around him and his people i feel like i don't even need to see avatar now because like who cares right. about that like, like fuck avatar fuck Sorry. avatar i yeah. already have like a undersea water people like yeah i'm good yeah so if i was to say beside the really well developed portrait of grief and how each person deals with that which i think that was in in and of itself like one of the strongest parts of the movie the second strongest part was just namor and his people and their storyline and how that tied into wakanda throughout the movie impressive it was like good (laughs) really really good yeah like beautiful to look at like you said not just i mean him for sure like he said he was the star for sure he can get it oh Um, my god yeah he can definitely get it namor can get it but even his people were cool like their their costumes were beautiful everything about it um the details like to me like this is what some of the other marvel movies are lacking in my opinion in like the villain category Mm -hmm. is just like the attention to detail yeah because like you said his backstory which we won't we'll get into this in like the spoiler part but like his backstory and the people's backstory and the culture of their mm-hmm. like that whole world was so fully developed fully that like shits on a lot of other marvel movies in my opinion yeah. as far as like developing the the enemy right like i really loved christian bale's character in yeah Thor: love and thunder but like he as a person was developed like his sure. his motivations and his performance was amazing sure he was terrifying to look at yeah so the opposite of namor which right namor is like gorgeous uh-huh and so that balance of like also kind of understanding his motivations almost like killmonger where mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. sympathetic to his wants and needs and that complexity there was portrayed so well across the board that this villain story and and namor himself was not only probably like my favorite part of the movie but again he is hands down now my favorite 
definitely marvel villain i will definitely have to agree with you on that and the actor was so good okay so like let's just talk about him for one minute because he deserves he deserves more than a minute yeah um his name is tenach huerta and he really has only ever been in like spanish movies Mm -hmm. um i looked him up because I noticed in the credits at the end, it said introducing to Nacho Huerta. Uh-huh. And I was like, introducing? Like, that means like he's really never... Like brand new. Yeah, like he's yeah. not starred in like a mainstream movie, yeah. which he hasn't. And he did amazing. And he ate that character up. And I hope that we get to see more of him in other movies because yeah. he a little bit felt like he's like classically trained or something. It felt, yeah. He felt very... Like he felt elevated to me. Yeah, he did the whole cast from Wakanda was also incredible and Amazing. I'm not going to you know yeah. put that down they all gave incredible performances and right. you really truly did feel their character's grief and mm-hmm. you could you could see like the actor's grief yeah pouring through for sure for sure but again I just gotta give my hats off to Namor because yeah he crushed it <laughs> he was so good yeah <laughs> So we've been gushing so far about this movie. And for those of you who are not familiar so much with Abby's reviews of movies, there's usually always something that she doesn't like about There's a catch. There's always a catch. Mm -hmm. So before we get into like the spoiler part, Mm -hmm. I want to know if you have any hang ups. I do have a hang up. All right. Let's hear it. Lay it on me. I felt that and this is not a spoiler either i felt that they kind of did riri slash ironheart a little bit dirty it felt a little bit like almost like a james rhodes from iron man where it's Mm, they're kind of like a throwaway they're there yeah and they help they help out yeah and she's really tied into the plot and mm-hmm. so she's kind of important to be there. Mm-hmm. But I thought that basically the only character trait they gave her was, oh, you're an American smart. and everybody else is Wakandan. And she's smart. And she's smart. Yeah. And so it was like she was the American version of Shuri. And I was just like, eh, that like it wasn't I didn't yeah. hate it. It, yeah. it wasn't something that like bothered me by any means. Like I'm not going that far but i would just say that it could have been better yeah so besides the issue anything else not really okay i enjoyed every two hours and plus minutes (laughs) of it (laughs) i thousand minutes it felt very long and i know that part of it is just seeing it on a weeknight at the end of a work day Mm -hmm. you know i was kind of just right (laughs) it's been a long (laughs) day day. and so i will say that every scene held my attention every character had really great moments Mm -hmm. both of us are huge mbaku fans and he has a really nice big part in this and mm-hmm. it was great seeing him on screen and I thought Shuri played a really strong complex you know we got to watch her entire grief process basically play out yeah. which was amazing Angela Bassett is a literal queen I don't know how somebody can age that well obviously sure. she's not Caucasian she doesn't have a touch <laughs> of the 
touch of the white, which we age so badly. We don't handle it well. No, we are raisins. But she's doing great. She's yeah. jacked and she's 64 years old. Jeez. And she looks like she's like 35. Like, I mean, she that's looks dramatic, better than me. But like, yeah, like yeah. she looks healthier and more radiant than <laughs> I ever will. So she's hats so off to Angela Bassett, the yeah. true queen of all queens. Yeah, I I thought that the cast overall just did amazing. And then the visuals, the cinematography, the graphics the VFX, like mm-hmm. everything was close to perfection. It really, really I, was. I think there was one shot maybe where I was just like, mm, that was a little weird. Like mm-hmm. actually it wasn't one shot. It was one thing. It was the whatever effect they make it so that you can levitate up into the Wakandan ship. Oh, yeah. Um, it was used multiple times. I wasn't a huge fan of how that looked. Yeah. But everything else looked amazing yeah it really did and i just before we go into the spoiler section i just need to touch on i will say that this was hands down the best music Mm. in any marvel project and one of the most standout soundtracks of a movie i've seen this year truly Every single character had a theme, even like groups of characters. Mm -hmm. Namor's people had their own. Namor had... And it was like truly one of those thematic soundtracks similar to Harry Potter and Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings. I cannot say anything negative about that soundtrack and i'm i'm probably gonna find it on spotify tomorrow for sure if i can it was incredible and i think what made it so incredible is just the cultures that i was drawing from Mm -hmm. because namor's people are aztec and indigenous people basically are their like origins they're pulling from then they say they literally speak mayan like ancient mayan yes that's what their their language was yeah so like they're pulling from that indigenous Mm -hmm. music and then the wakandan music of course is tribal african music and the two of those cultures like not only musically mixing but just seeing the cultures mix Mm-hmm. as characters on the screen yeah. was also a beautiful meld and it also incorporated you know obviously we have a couple of scenes with martin freeman's character who's like an american fbi agent and we got right. very traditional like action movie sure. music sure and with riri being incorporated and even just shuri herself is very modern and attached to you know the modern world and so we got a little bit of hip-hop in Mm -hmm. there too and i just thought that on paper all of those types of music Uh shouldn't sound great together yeah but it was interwoven absolutely perfectly throughout it definitely was on that note let's give our little popcorn scores uh, it's an easy one for me as both well of us, i think it's gonna be a large <laughs> it is a large yeah I, f- I feel like it's obvious that we are going to give it a large yeah because we have just been overflowing with positive things to say about this movie it, it felt like how i felt leaving shang chi where i mm. was like i want to go see this in theaters again and unfortunately yep. like i missed it and i didn't go back to see shang chi which i'm still kicking myself but i do want to go see this one again in mm-hmm. a theater because truly 
it was a magical experience. Yeah. See it on the best screen you can see it. Mm-hmm. Give yourself three hours to just feel all the th- feels, see mm. all of the things. It's funny. I thought it was funnier than the first one, too. I did, too. And naturally funny. That's what I was going to say. Wasn't, it wasn't trying too hard. No, it was not. And I think I understand why the first one probably has more of a critical score rating because again it was like a cultural moment almost but again i'm gonna agree with your first four words of review which is uh, it is better than the first one i i really do agree with that welcome back to the spoiler portion of the podcast where we get to unpack all of the things that we were just talking about yes, <laughs> a little the bit more. things that we've been dying to talk about. So I'm going to start with just the open of the movie, which was really interesting because I, going into it, could have sworn that they were going to have T'Challa, you know, obviously we weren't going to see his death on screen, but I uh-huh. really thought that he was going to die in battle and we were going to find out about it. Right. And I think it was incredibly powerful that they decided to instead have him pass away from a mysterious illness which kind of like they alluded to it was cancer right and one of the characters even said something about how he kept this illness hidden from everyone and he was suffering Mm -hmm. so much but was still showing up for Wakanda and Mm -hmm. you know was still fighting as the Black Panther and that nod to Chadwick and how he kept it hidden and Mm -hmm. was pushing through and filming movies and going to premieres and visiting children's hospitals Mm -hmm. and nobody knew that he was sick yep and I thought that nod to the person was beautifully handled and the funeral scene which beautiful is in the trailer just absolutely gorgeous like everything about that opening section where they really truly dedicated that time to chadwick Mm -hmm. was amazing it was beautiful and then the moment that got me oh it's the moment that got everybody (laughs) Was right after that when the Marvel credits roll in. Mm-hmm. And it was just a super cut of Chadwick, like as a Black Panther. And they, the Marvel theme song did not play. That alone, the silence. Yeah. <laughs> the silence in the theater, it was just like freaking straight, like raw emotions. Because it was the, the standard Marvel open, right. like that graphic treatment. Right. But it was just images of him and complete no silence. No music. I think the room was composed of 98% men. I think uh-huh. we were maybe two of four females in that (laughs) room and when i tell you there were audible sniffles Uh and like you could see people wiping tears away those were all grown men and they were like it was it was enough to make a grown man cry and (laughs) and it was just the intentionality behind that Mm -hmm. to me 
was just the most thoughtful thing that anyone could ever do because it was just like the care and precision and intention behind that whole opening of the movie was just like the nicest eulogy that you could ever give someone. That to me was just the most brilliant way to start this movie. And I think (laughs) what was so great about that moment of silence was that it was acknowledging that it was not T'Challa. Like yep. it was yep. directly acknowledging like Chadwick. Mm-hmm. And then when it ended, it was like the whole audience as like a collective, like took a breath. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, let's start. Let's the start the story. Yeah. Let's, let's start the next chapter. Yeah. Basically is what that allowed us mm-hmm. to all do is to kind of have that space to grieve and mourn both again, Black Panther and T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. And then to kind of get started yeah. with the amazing story that was told. Yeah. And I think the number one spoiler is who is Black Panther in this right. movie. And to be honest with you, the person who ended up being Black Panther going into tonight was the last person I wanted to be Black Panther because yeah. it was kind of the obvious choice. Yeah. Because Shuri, I I don't know. I've heard that in the comics she picks up Black Panther at some point. Okay. And just by like familial relation, it would be the most reasonable and natural process for her to pick up the mantle. And so it's really interesting because she was developing because at the end of the first movie, Killmonger burns all of the heart-shaped herb, which is what makes the Black Panther And so Shuri basically is trying to synthetically create that. She was eventually going to crack the code and be able to make it. And obviously there was going to be a Black Panther. And for a split second, I was convinced that it was going to be Nakia. Mm. Because when Queen Ramonda goes to Haiti to basically convince her to like come back come back and yeah. help and all of that i was like okay this is like the return of the hero and you know she's mm, gonna pick up mm-hmm. the mantle and honor her like the love of her life and i i right. was convinced that it was gonna be her and i had this whole story played out in my head <laughs> and then when when shuri got it and she took the herb I was like, not sure, but then how they handled it after that, I thought was perfect for her character. And even though she's not the Black Panther I want or Mm -hmm. need, the way that she struggles with it Uh was really masterfully done because- If this very young, immature, sometimes hot-headed and impulsive Mm -hmm. person picked up this mantle with, like, deep responsibility while she's in an active state of mourning not only her brother, but also she loses her mom in this. Yeah. So the queen dies in this movie right and so having her pick that up and then i was just like is she just going to become this like perfect hero now and uh-huh. shuri saves the day just it like just wouldn't have, the girl it version. wouldn't have yeah. been natural at all and i think what was really interesting was that they really pointed that she was the black panther that wakanda needed in that moment mm-hmm. but was very clear that she will not be the black panther 
forever. For yeah. And I know that there, I, I don't know if you know this, but the actress who plays her, Letitia Wright, mm-hmm. she was anti-vax. Um, and so there were some questions about like her moving forward with Marvel. And I don't know her if like she will continue at all or if it's going to be like Shuri's off the map now. Uh-huh. But I'm curious as to like if they made any changes to their original script plan. Gotcha. Okay. But I do know that the script that they eventually came up with was absolutely perfect for the character that they developed with 100 percent, perfectly played out with the nod to killmonger yeah. being the one that appears to her when she uh-huh. like goes to the ancestral realm or whatever like that was like that was sick yeah and like he looked so fine in his white cardigan yeah yeah and his longer hair he looked, yeah. he looked very nice that was such a interesting thing because she also throughout the movie was playing the agnostic scientist role mm-hmm. where she didn't necessarily believe in all of that and she right. i think because she is a scientist she just truly believed that like you're the Black Panther because you have vibranium in your system. Right, right. Like, it. that's <laughs> it. Like, that's how it works. That's how it is. Yeah. And for her, going to this ancestral realm and wanting so desperately to see her mom mm-hmm. and the fact that she sees Killmonger instead really does kind of shine like a spotlight on her imperfections and Mm -hmm. what she's struggling with and the her doubts and her doubts and her like hatred towards you know namor who killed her mom Mm -hmm. and that thirst for revenge Mm -hmm. i thought that was really interesting how they brought him in for that because when he first showed up on screen. I was like, really? Like Killmonger? Yeah. But then like it definitely, it made sense. Every, they, basically yeah. everything made sense. As we'll <laughs> never <laughs> question Ryan Coogler. There were certain moments like I kind of agree with you where I was like, wait, that's what they're doing. But then it, they explained it. Yep. And they made it make sense. Mm-hmm. And they somehow made it be amazing. Like yeah. every single time. Like they would, you would be like, well, well, that's a choice. But right. then it was like, oh, but of course. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, why wouldn't I? Why didn't I think of that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought that Namor's arc was really beautifully told. Yeah. We really got to know who he was culturally. We got to know, like, what his motivations were. Mm-hmm. We got his really good and sometimes heroic sides and Mm. then we also got to see his dark and Mm. selfish in a way like very Uh not just selfish for himself but selfish for his people Mm -hmm. and in a way it's interesting because i noticed that he is kind of the darker or like the anti-hero version of t'challa yeah. Because in the first movie, T'Challa's whole concern was like, we can't let people into Wakanda. And mm-hmm. that's been the tradition of, of the kings before him. Right. To protect Wakanda. Because if people knew what Wakanda was, they would plunder it and, and right. attack it. And it would just be a constant barrage of people trying to steal their resources. And his whole thing was... 
you know, we need to protect it. And Killmonger's like, no, you need to share your resources. Yeah. And obviously his ending and his path is much different than Namor's. But Namor basically is like the more vindictive godlike version of T'Challa mm-hmm. where if he doesn't get his way, he won't empathize with the other party. Right. You know, he is right. he is protecting his people and at the same time he's very respectful and he's very yeah. charming and he's a true lover of his people. Like mm-hmm. he he calls them his children. Like he's, right. he says my child to all of those people. Right. And so it was very interesting because I felt like there were a lot of connections between Mm -hmm. like T'Challa in the first one and Namor in this one. And it was like we saw basically what we could have gotten if T'Challa wasn't such a good empathetic person Mm -hmm. and and was more of, you know, that other like flip side. I also thought it was interesting kind of how the culture sort of converged too because Mm -hmm. it was like... Like you said, like both kind of like hidden gems yeah. in the world in this universe in different ways. Mm-hmm. And they both have kind of different sets of advantages and disadvantages. The Talakans have their little sets of tricks and trinkets and mm-hmm. then the Wakandans have their little sets of tricks and trinkets. Right. And it was kind of really cool to see how they came together like not obviously they didn't come together like unify but like mm-hmm. how the battle scenes between them and how their different sets of weapons played out and any scene that involved Namor and his people fighting I Dude, just wanted more sick. of it. Like they're launching off of whales. Yes. They're, Fucking free willy just like yeah. shows up. They're actual sirens singing soldiers yes. off of ships, which I thought that was so cool. Yes. And their partial like human partial underwater voices yeah. were really like haunting but uh-huh. like cool at the same time they have those little like masks with water yeah, over their so face they can breathe above water i loved everything about and they yeah. really h- held back nothing in terms no. of developing their history they gave us the whole thing yes. and honestly like I would have been so upset if they didn't because it was such a beautiful world that it deserved to have yes. the full story told. And I'm so glad that they told it. Yes. They gave us everything. Yes. And I think they had to, honestly, mm-hmm. because we know everything about Wakanda already. We know their history. We know their culture. And to introduce a whole new set of people mm-hmm. from a whole nother world, like... You had to match that level of origin. You mm-hmm. had to match that level of history and culture that we have and we have been experiencing from Wakanda. Right. And so that's exactly what they did is they completely immersed us mm-hmm. into Talakan, into Namor's world. And it was just amazing. Visually stunning throughout. Also, yes. like... I can't begin to describe enough how many chills I got in any scene that involved Namor like floating. Mm-hmm. Like 
just this powerful figure just floating above like sometimes in the darkness sometimes above water above water like just so incredible Mm -hmm. and I feel like this is like the Namor show, but like I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about how Abby Hart's Namor. Yeah, I I literally can't stop thinking about how much of a incredible character this this person is. And I think what's interesting was that at the end of the movie, Shuri kind of unlocks a little piece of Namor where it's like, we're in this together and like, they're going to come after us because Uh they want what we have. But together we're unstoppable. And that alliance moving forward is a really exciting thing that like, I'm wondering what's going to happen from here. And if Mm -hmm. we're going to get to see Namor again. And I fucking hope so. And you know what guys, we might have a new black Panther. Mm, I have a new black Panther. Yep. (sighs) Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the scene that made Caitlin sob openly sob in the theater for marvel fans you all know the the credit scene and if you're not like a super marvel fan you're just tuning in for this like every single marvel movie has a scene that takes place in the middle of the credits and often another one at the end and this one was shuri basically leaves wakanda and goes to Haiti to be with Nakia, who is obviously T'Challa's lover from from the past. Right. And she helps Shuri accept everything that happened and actually do like a grieving tradition, like a Wakanda tradition where you burn the clothes that you wear to the funeral. While the garb is burning, she has flashbacks of T'Challa, mm-hmm. which was already enough to send me over the edge (laughs) just seeing him on screen again in such an uplifting way of like shuri saying her final goodbyes to him Mm -hmm. and like again giving the audience a final chance to say goodbye to him so i was already a wreck Mm -hmm. but then they bring out this beautiful child Mm -hmm. who has a precious little lisp Mm -hmm. he says to Shuri that his mom tells him that she's good at keeping secrets and she says yes I am and he says Toussaint is my Haitian name Mm -hmm. and then she says in the Wakandan language who are you and he says my name is Prince T'Challa son of King Mm T'Challa and I was a puddle on the floor you like fell to pieces I like literally was like sobbing uncontrollably (laughs) When he said his real name, I like audibly heard you like gasp and like there were multiple other people in the theater that were wiping tears away from their eyes in that cutscene. Definitely. And I think it was a really great way to end because they didn't do any other cutscenes for like leading into other projects. Like it was just that one cutscene. And it was kind of like a very clear, this is the direction we're going. Mm -hmm. We're going to have another T'Challa. Yep. He will be the Black Panther. Again, I was worried about Shuri and I was not Mm -hmm. sold on her. And I I really couldn't see her like leading this character into the future. And yeah, I just think that this movie was an exercise in like trusting the process because... Mm -hmm. 
there were so many points throughout that again what you said earlier like you raised your eyebrows of like where is this going here Mm -hmm. but the culmination of all of those feelings that you process throughout the movie but then also the enjoyment of watching this incredible action movie with some of the coolest and most original fight sequences I've Mm -hmm. ever seen just what a fucking ride that was a whole experience Well, that just about wraps up our gush fest for Ryan Coogler, Namor, <laughs> Wakanda. Gush fest 2022. <laughs> um, I'm excited because next week we will be slightly dipping our toes back into spooky season. There is a kind of horror psychological thriller type movie called The Menu, which has been getting Mm -hmm. a lot of really good buzz. So we're very excited for that. And in the meantime, if you have any free time this weekend and you are a Marvel fan of any way, shape or form, or honestly, if you aren't and you just want to see like one of the coolest visual (laughs) accomplishments I've seen so far this year, couldn't suggest going to a theater and seeing this on the big screen more please do not wait for it to be on disney plus that is a chump move and i will never forgive you (laughs) for doing that we implore you yeah to please see wakanda forever (laughs) all right everybody i hope you have a great weekend stay safe and dry if you are caught in the tropical storm at all And we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for joining us on the ride home.